All right, here we go. We welcome to the show caller number seven, and that is Jeffrey Rubio in Lakewood. Jeffrey, congratulations, man. Way to go. Thank thank you, guys. How you guys doing? Good, man. Good. So now you get to pick a uh, holiday box. It's either Travis, Slee, me, Ireland, Sedano, or Cap. Which box would you like? I'm going to go, even though you're a Rams fan, I'm going to go with you, mate. Excellent. Let's do it. The Mason Box. The Mason Box. Here we go. Let's see what's inside the box. Congratulations. You win a Sierra Subaru prize pack. And, of course, a gift card from our friends at Islands. And that's what's in the box, Jack. There you go. Congrats, man. So, you're, you don't, I'm a Rams fan. Are you a Niners fan? Yes, sir. I got one word for you. Boo. All right. uh, Congratulations, man. What station is uh, taking care of you during the season of winning? 710 ESPN. Awesome, man. Thank you very The much. 12 Days of 710. The 12 Days of 710. It's the season of winning on 710. Hey, uh, Mace. Oh, they're Whoa. playing They're playing your song. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. Whoa. Hold on a second here. Lead the way. Bing, ba-da-ba. Ba-da-ba. Bing, ba-da-ba. Bing, ba-da-boom, Got a little bit of everybody showing here today. Yeah. It's nice. True uh, combo play today. Exactly. And, Emily, uh, and you know, also, we're going to yeah. do uh, What You Need to Know right now, right, Em? Yeah, uh-huh. we got What You Need to Know, presented by Morongo, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Okay, so we all know that Otani signed this past weekend with the, with the Dodgers. He had his opening day press conference yesterday, but this is an interesting part of Jeff Paston's piece for ESPN. So he said that one of the main parts of this, one of the most impactful parts of the pitch from the Dodgers to Otani was actually Kobe Bryant. Okay, so I'm going to quote this from the article from Jeff Passan, yep. and then I'll give it up to you guys. So uh, back in 2017, Bryant filmed a clip for the as a favor to the Dodgers when they were trying to get Otani for the first time. Yep. And that essentially said that there's no better place in the world to win than Los Angeles, and there's no better team in baseball to win than with the Dodgers. Otani went on to say that that was one of the highlights of the whole meeting. It was really surprising to see, and it was a strong and touching message. So we have Kobe to thank for Otani being here as well. You know, his legacy, I mean, talk about an enduring legacy. Here he is, you know, years after uh, his uh, his tragic death, and uh, he's still showing up in a pitch to bring the world's greatest baseball player to Los Angeles. And by the way, it's resonating across. I, I, I think in 20 years, people will talk about Kobe Bryant. And, and the legacy and the attitude and his approach to life and what he does. And I, I'm not surprised that Otani was blown away by Kobe being part of that presentation. So I read that and I thought to myself, well, wait a second. If he did it, if Kobe recorded that in 17 when they were first trying to get Otani, yes. Otani never saw it? Oh, that's but- a good question. Well, so like they never they never actually got to the point where Otani came to Dodger Stadium and they could put the pitch on him and they could show him the Kobe Bryant video. I mean, it couldn't possibly be that he saw it the first time and he was like, eh, whatever, I'm gonna go sign with the Angels. And then he saw it the second time and he's like, wait a second, that impacts me. Here's now. here's what I think, Cappy. I yeah. think he never really did go through this is a speculation on my part. Never really did go through a presentation with the Dodgers the first time because they had no DH. 
Like he, right. I think he only did presentations from American League teams because there was no DH in the National League. And the Dodgers had gotten this video and asked Kobe just in case, just in case that uh, Otani came to the meeting, but yeah. then they ended up not using it. So they're like, "Hey, let's you know we're never going to delete right. this let's, and then just keep it for yeah. this. Right. Let's use this as a recruiting tool, Kobe." And Kobe goes, "Hey, no problem. I'd love to. I'd love to help." And then he does, and then Otani never sees it. And now here we are, all these years later, and somebody at the Dodgers, I'm sure, is having like this internal debate, like. We've got this thing with Kobe where he's recruiting Otani. Mm -hmm. Do we use it or do we not use it? Mm. And whoever made the decision to use it, it's kind of like a 50-50 thing. Is he going to love it? Is he going to think it's, you know, I don't know, cheesy in some way or morbid in some way? But it worked, Mace. It worked. He said it was one of the most impressive parts of the, uh, the entire presentation. Yeah. By the way, it, I read today. I read today, and uh, maybe I heard today, that the Angels were given an opportunity to match an offer from the Dodgers. I don't know if that would have necessarily made a difference, mm -hmm. but I. But Artie Moreno chose not to match. Not yeah. a surprise, but chose not to match. I wonder if Artie Moreno was told, "Hey, it's a ten-year, seven hundred million dollar contract. Do you want to match it?" And it's a yes or a no, or if it was, "Hey, it's a ten-year." $700 million contract, but most of it's deferred, and it's only $2 million a year for the next 10 years. I wonder if they got into that level. I of wonder if it is. I wonder if it was, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Artie was given a chance to match in some way. Mace, I'll tell you this. So yesterday, when we were leaving Yamava, yep. so think about it. It's like now the third quarter or so of the game, right? and it's such a blowout. I'm like, I'll listen to the rest of it on the radio. Yeah, it's like 52 to 10 or something. And Yamava is a partner with the Dodgers. You know, you see their name blasted all over Dodger Absolutely, Stadium, right? Yeah. They had like a digital light show last night, meaning like um, you know, like the changing ads that happen all over the hotel yeah, and the right. casino. Yeah, right. flashing the ads, changing Dude, ads, yeah. It was Otani in his Dodgers uniform and it was like blue and white and Mace, it was lit up everywhere with Otani in a Dodger uniform. All throughout the casino. That's cool. It was pretty cool, I got to say. Yeah. Now, I I think that the acquisition today, because now Friedman's going to go about building a team around Shohei Otani, and clearly there are excellent pillars already in place with Freeman and Betts and Will Smith and those guys. But they got to put together a pitching staff. And the guy they start with, Tyler Glass now, is not a guy who has a history of throwing a bunch of innings. Uh, last year was the most innings he's ever thrown in a season, mm -hmm. 120. Okay. 21 starts. That's also right. the most number of starts he's ever had in a season. Mm -hmm. 10 and 7, 353 RA, really good FIP, really good whip, if you know what those things are. Uh, 120 innings is the max he's ever thrown. They are committing five years and $135 million uh, to Tyler Glass now, which – Who is I, how old? 30. Okay. He's 30. So here's here's my question. Um, I, first of all, I don't think he's their ace. I, I think he's rotation. He's a two. He's a three. He's something like that. I, I think they still need an ace. What do you think? Well, um, I think that the Dodgers thought at the end of last year that Walker Bueller might have been able to come back and give them a little bit of help. Right. And they were willing to take whatever he could give them. But because Walker Bueller did not come back, I would think that organizationally you're expecting him to come back and be sure. your number one. Yep. Okay. Then you take this guy, Tyler Glass, now, 
And, you know, you bring up some good points. And, you know, yes, there were 21 games started. And, yes, he had a 10-7 and seven record. I mean, it all kind of looks good on paper. But your point about how many innings he's pitched is a good one because you wonder, are you getting a guy that could go seven innings? Right. Or are you getting a guy that you have to protect after five innings? So if you need more, might you go back out there and say, hey, look, Otani did us the favor. He essentially gave us $68 million to play with. Yep. This guy's going to take 27 of it. Would you spend another 27 to 30 on a frontline starting pitcher? Yes. Okay, That's so exactly me, what they need to do. Okay, so let me throw a name at you. Okay. okay. No. I, yeah, I know what name you're going to throw. I, I'm just not a fan. <laughs> well, neither am I. Yeah. But what I'm saying is is that if Blake Snell, who's a two-time Cy Young Award winner, and, and most recently the Cy Young Award winner from last year, if this guy, Glass Snell, is going to be a $27.5 million guy, then isn't Snell going to be a $30 million guy? Yes, I think that's fair. Okay. I think Yamamoto is going to be a $30 million a year guy. Okay, so I, it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I suppose if I'm the Dodgers and I'm now going to try and go get Yamamoto, well, I'm kind of like building a like an NBA super team. Yeah. And, okay. Also, the Dodgers. I mean, Bobby Miller was great. Yeah, Bobby Miller. I don't Miller. think he can necessarily yeah, he be season. the ace, but he was he was really good last season. I trust he's going to be good this season. Last year they kind of you know lasted so long in the regular season without really having a true ace. He had Clinton Kershaw, but like he was injured here and there. So I think that no, yeah, this idea of you need to have an ace. I think if they get a collection of really good pitchers, I think that they're just as fine. I think Walker Bueller is going to come back. Um, it's yes. just he may not be ready for the start of the season. So yeah. if you think of it that way, they've got Glasnow, Miller, uh, and Walker Bueller, which is a pretty good start to a rotation. I'd still yeah. love to see somebody tucked in at number one. Yamamoto at number one. Glass- well, so hey, also- listen. Yeah, Sorry. go ahead. I, uh, by the way, the, <laughs> the great thing about working with Emily is that you look at this screen and all of a sudden there's all kinds of stats and numbers that pop up right in front of your eyes that you didn't even that. know. I, I don't have that. I, I'm sorry. I, I should have said it to you, Cappy. That was Come my, on, my go, bad. Emily. We're best friends and now we're having a little bit of beef. But right. Taylor, Tyler Glass now. So last year was the issue, pitching in the postseason. So Tyler Glasnow may not help with that. So Tyler Glasnow has had his share of struggles in the postseason, posting a 5.72 ERA what? through 10 career postseason starts. What? That's the third highest ERA among pitchers with at least 10 career postseason starts, only jo- only lower than uh, t- Tim Wakefield and Jarrett Wright. So, so we just yeah. got the third worst postseason <laughs> starting pitcher we could get. Well, that's that's yeah. a good job of digging into the numbers there a little bit, Emily. Let's throw a parade. But- no, seriously. Seriously, but, the way the way they, it was like, wow, this guy's a front line starter, and you go, yeah, how's he in the postseason? Because that's kind of where the the Dodgers have their problems. Yeah, he throws batting oh. practice in the playoffs. Right. But Friedman obviously knows him because uh, he was a Ray, yep. you know. So Friedman clearly trusts him and maybe sees that it can change the Dodgers. The Dodgers do change pitchers. Pitchers pitch better with Dodgers, so he maybe he can guys. fix them. Yeah, he fixes guys. All right, so Cappy, we're doing fifth row Fridays. Okay, I'm in. So there's a question about each show this week. I think you were, you and I did, did we do two or three shows this Mace, week? Mace, I'm going to tell you something right now. I yeah. know you don't love schedule talk, but I don't know oh, what planet God. I'm on. Mm. I don't know what day it is. Uh, I don't know what time we're on. It's Friday. Okay. It's I don't know how many shows we've done together this week. I don't, yeah. I, it's we've all a big three. blur. Yeah. It's a blur. Okay. So if you've been paying attention, obviously Cappy is not. If you've been paying attention, mm-hmm. uh, right now jump on the phones, 877-710-ESPN. Question about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and yes, 
a question about today's show. If you can answer all five, you will be at Crypto.com Arena in the fifth row for Lakers Raptors on January 9. Fifth row Friday is presented by BBGo, the official game day snack of the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll get you in here next to play 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thank you. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down Friday. Combo plate, and uh, Cappy is here, uh, Emily is here, and Ugh. producer Brian is here, and Cappy, we're going to do a little fifth row Friday action here. Nice. Mace, you may have just heard me say thank you. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No. Because no, because Brian said to me in my ear, he said, you're hot. Oh, there you go. hey yo. Hey, yo. Thank you, Brian. Busy no motorboating? You're getting motorboated? <laughs> or whatever um, it's called? By the way, Emily, I'll have you know that the Circle of Trust has informed me that yeah. they think yep. that I'm using the phrase motorboating hmm. incorrectly, what? and they think that it's supposed to be boat raced. That oh. is the dumbest freaking thing no, I've ever heard is, in my life. It is boat race. They that is the dumbest race. phrase. Yeah. Nobody ever. Motorboated. Nobody says boat race. Nobody says Nobody. motorboated in this it context. It is motorboating. <laughs> Nobody. Nope. Ever has said motorboating in this context. Last night it was 42 nothing at halftime. There was a motorboating going on. Oh, goodness. In Vegas. All right. Uh, I've got five questions, one about each show this week. Winner, winner, if you can answer all five, gets a pair of fifth row seats to Lakers versus Raptors, Raptors January 9 at uh, Crypto.com Arena. We're going to start out with caller number seven. That is Alex and Pico Rivera. Alex, you're on 710. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, fellas. Hey, Alex, have you been listening all week? I sure have. Okay, here's question number one. What did Momo bring in on Monday that Greg said was tough? Oh, was it like a chocolate chip holla? Oh, holla! it was. Holla. Nice, man. All right. How many hours did George Sedano fast for? Ooh, I think he went for 72. Oh, you're bang. Damn right. Bang, did. bang. Nice. Okay. This is a really tough one. Who was the big guest that was supposed to be at Blades of Glory with me, Cap, and Morales on Wednesday? Oh, boy. This is a hard one. This is hard. Very hard. Hmm. Uh, you know, I'm going to add just a little... Please. Okay. Because I honestly don't know who it is either. Who was the Los Angeles Kings legend that was supposed to be at Blades of Gore Glory with me, Cap, and Morales on Wednesday? How about that? Well, 
I'm just going to guess Robitaille. Uh, unfortunately, it's not Robitaille, but it's a, it's a reasonable guess. That's a tough question. Yeah, it is. Luke Robitaille, bud? Luke Robitaille? Bud. Bud. Okay, let's try. Uh, so you, we know the first couple. Let's go to David and Corona. David, you're on 710. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Okay. Uh, what did Momo bring in Monday that Bergman said was tough? Chocolate chip holla. How many hours did George Sedano fast for? 72. Who was the Los Angeles Kings legend that was supposed to be at Blades of Glory with me, Kappa Morales, on Wednesday? Oh, man, I remember. I thought it was going to be the other person. I put Daryl Evans, but I don't think he's a Kings player. Daryl Evans is absolutely right. All right. Dude. Wow. Pulled that out. Okay. How this, did you know where? <laughs> so here's another skating question. This is from Thursday show. Yesterday, Michelle Kwan, we spent some time on this, is the UN, UN I'm sorry, is the U.S. ambassador to what country? Uh, United States? No. Sorry. Oh, dude. Come on. It's a terrible guess. No. She's the U.S. ambassador to a country. We did send, spend some time on this, too. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's try Eric in Huntington Beach. Eric, you're on uh, 710. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's do this. Okay. Uh, what did Momo bring in on Monday that uh, Bergman said was tough? Uh, chocolate chip hola. How many hours did Sedano fast for? 72. Who was the Los Angeles Kings guest that was supposed to be at Blades of Glory with us? Daryl Evans. Michelle Kwan is the U.S. ambassador to what country? Belize. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay. Here we go. How many miles to the gallon is my Hyundai Elantra getting right now? Let's go. 49. 49 is right. Let's go, Eric. Let's go is right. Nice, Eric. Great piece of work right there. Let's effing go. So you got, a, Friday. you got a pair of tickets to go to crypto on January 9 to see Lakers versus Raptors in the fifth row. Plus, you go up, you meet Michael Thompson, you meet John Ireland, uh, you hang out up there. You're going to have a Pepe? great time. And Pepe's up there, too. He'll Pepe. wave to you. Uh, Hello. Eric, congratulations, man. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, whatever holiday Thanks. you're celebrating. Thank you, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Man. Yeah, are you spo- I think you're supposed to say happy holidays now. Yeah, happy holidays is yeah, what I say. Exclusive. Yeah. That's what I say. Not Merry Christmas. Nope. Not until Christmas. And you've got Christmas parties all weekend. Oh, Mace, I'm loaded up, man. I am loaded up tonight. Are they fancy? Are they like get dressed up and go? Or are they? Um, I hope not. I hope not because most of the clothes that I have that are like, you know, nicer clothing, Uh um, I can't fit into anymore. I can't like button the pants. You want to borrow one of my uh, Shannon Sharp sweaters? Oh, I would love to. I mean, we looked dope AF last week out at Yamaha yes, when we were wearing we did. matching we sweaters. We absolutely did, yes. We really did. Yep. We were hot. We were. Like Brian says, you're hot. Yep. So I'm going to leave a little extra time here. Are you a fantasy football guy? Do you play fantasy? I Captain? do not play fantasy football, which worries me mm-hmm. because Matthew Berry is coming up. Yep. And I don't want him calling me any names. I don't, ha- I, I don't think I'm blocked by him on Twitter. No. I've, I have never met the man before. He's never said anything negative about, about you to me. I've been fascinated to hear how he began his career through you. I thought that was super interesting. Cool. So I, don't, I don't know if I add much value here. Mace. Well, you're, you're going to add something. I don't know what it is, but. Yeah, you're going to add something. Uh, we're going to do some Matthew Berry. So here's what we like to do. Cappy, go into the circle, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Um, 
in the circle of trust right now, if okay. you play fantasy football and you've got a question for Matthew Barry, either this or that, should I play this guy, should I play that guy, you can tweet into the circle. You can always tweet into the Mafia also. And you can call 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN, as you get ready for your fantasy football weekend. I think the playoffs are going on right now for a lot of leagues. Guys, this is my first year playing fantasy football, and I'm in the playoffs. Whoa. I won. I, got, wow. I have a record of nine and five. Nice. And I'm thanking Lamar Jackson and C.J. Stroud. So thank Those you guys both. Those are good both. pulls, yeah. And I have DK, uh, not DK, Debo Samuel, but he's oh. been very helpful. Yeah, okay. Uh, so if you have any questions for Matthew. I, w- I will do Ask it his away. Way. All right, so we'll do the uh, Talented Mr. Roto segment coming up next, and then we've got Game of Games. Whose game is it today? My game Pieces. today. Brian Cohen's nice. game. We'll do that coming up, and then we got Lakers basketball. Uh, Slee with the pre coming up for you at 3 o'clock as they are in San Antonio to take on the Spurs and Victor Wimbayana. Uh, we'll have all the action for you here on 710 ESPN. All right, Talented Mr. Roto is next, 710 ESPN. All right, before we hit this break, let me talk to everybody about Yamava. So last night... Night, it was going off at Yamava, and you can imagine why. First of all, it's the 909. It's the greatest sports bar on the planet. And when I say that, you say, well, why? What, what's so great? Unbelievable food. Four incredible restaurants. Me and DeMarco Farr and Morales last night. Lindsay Baseball, Tommy Tommy, Lil Cappy, uh, Crypto Ray. Just, I mean, the whole mishbucha was out there. And, man, we were putting it down. Beto's 1099. We were having a great time watching the game with all the Raider fans. And people are like, well, there's a Charger fan over there. I'm like, no, that guy's got on a Ram shirt. Like, well, there's a Charger fan over there. I'm like, no, that guy's got on a UCLA shirt. It was all Raider fans, man. It was all Raider fans last night. The Raider Nation showed up at Yamava. We had a great time. Everybody was super well-behaved. We had some of those 32 craft beers. We watched on 150 monitors, and we saw the greatest beatdown in the history of the Raider franchise and the greatest beating in the history of the Charger franchise. Thursday Night Football, that's where it's at. It's at Yamava. It's at the 909. So make your plans for this upcoming Thursday night. We'll be there. We'll be broadcasting from there. We're going to be having a great time. We're going to be giving away $1,000. We give away $250 every quarter. Yamava, the 909 at Yamava Resort and Casino. We'll see you there on Thursday. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, combo played action today. Game of games is coming up for you. And uh, in the meantime, Cappy, we welcome Yo. to the show uh, my friend Matthew Berry, the talented Mr. Roto, who is all over Peacock and NBC and has got his Fantasy Life newsletter. He's online right now. Matthew, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Everything is great, man. Uh, Cappy, I don't think Cappy's ever done a segment with you before. Cappy, what do you got for uh, Matthew? No, I don't think so. Matthew, hey, man, how are you? I'm well. Good. Listen, congratulations on all of your success, dude. I did not know. Is he still on the line? Can he? You there, Matthew? I guess not. I think we lost him. I was about to congratulate him. Because, Mace, honestly, I don't know that everybody knows the story. I know you guys told it. Oh, there you are. Matthew. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I'm here. I was just congratulating you. I did not know the story of how you two got together and how your career began 
when Mace invited you into the studio until you guys started talking about writing all these articles. So unbelievable. Can you guys, would you mind, Mace, give everybody the 30-second short version because not everybody knows the story? Sure. Uh, Matthew, why don't you give your version? My version is slightly different than Mason's, but in essence, basically, um, uh, before Mason came to ESPN, and this was many, many, many years ago, he was was doing uh, doing national radio, and his producer, Harry Gore, um, reached out and said, hey, Steve Mason read your column. He's a fan of you. Would you like to come and do a five-minute fantasy football segment? And I said, yes. Uh, I live I live in L.A., so I know where your studios are. Can I come in for the segment? And Harry's like, for five minutes? You want, it's like a four-minute segment or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, 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 but let me just come in. Um, I, won't it be sound better if I'm in person? And he's like, yeah, dude, whatever. Here's the address. Sure, knock yourself out. So, um, But I did because I wanted to just, like, meet Steve in person. And so I think I, you know, I met Steve and everyone, and, you know, we got along, and the segment went well, and then Steve invited me back, and then, one segment turned into two, turned into, why don't you do an hour with me? Why don't you, you know, over the holidays? You why don't I take the night off? And... Matthew, you do, you do yeah. the show? Yeah. I think I did that one night. Boy, Steve, you, you, Mace, you created a, an amazing uh, talent here. Oh, an incredible the, talent. Somebody that you could, you know, hand the show off to and go on vacation for exactly. a few days. Right. Exactly. Way to cultivate talent. So, uh, so Matthew, but, I... You no, know, but Cappy, Cappy, jokes aside, though, in all seriousness, like, I remember I remember asking Steve, would you, would you be willing to get coffee with me or a drink or something? And so we went out, uh, like, after the first, I don't know, it was very early on, Steve, I don't know if you remember, but, like, we went and we had, like, coffee or something and, or a lunch and, and whatever, and I was just asking you all these questions about broadcasting and just picking your brain for, like, an hour and a half. I'm sure it was super annoying, but Steve couldn't have been more patient, more, uh, more understanding, more helpful about, you know, this is how you need to prepare. This is how I prepare for a radio show. This is something that I notice you do that I think you can improve on. This is the thing that you do that's really good and just, you know, really – was you know instrumental in helping launch me as a broadcaster. You know, what's, not surprised. That's very not nice. One bit, and you know what? That's super cool. And I and can I just ask one other quick question, yeah. Matthew? And so so you say you you got into a little bit of radio through Mace. You learned a little bit of broadcasting through Mace. Just again, really quickly, how do you go from then to ESPN to today, Peacock? Just if you can briefly explain. Well, I mean, honestly, ESPN is thanks to Mace because Mace, you know, was at this at this other company, but then he came over to ESPN and he brought me over to ESPN 710. So the first thing I ever did, you know, I was at I was at 710 ESPN, and I was doing, and in fact, you know, Mace brought me in, and not only was there doing fantasy football stuff, but at that time it was the official Angel Station, and so you know, shout out to the late great Ray Calusa, That's who would right. let me do. Um, uh, would let me do, I would do like breakfast with the angels. And I would do, um, I would do uh, every once in a while when the guys had to travel with a team on getaway days, I would do the post-game call-in show. So for a couple of years there, like I was a hardcore, you know, I was like kind of the fill-in angels guy yep. on the station. And I did a, I did a bunch of stuff around the angels. And so, uh, you know, I started just getting in the ESPN system, if you will. And, and once I was in the the ESPN radio ecosystem, they, they actually, they, they let me do a segment on cold pizza, which was the precursor. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And I would start doing like, and I started doing weekly segments on ESPN news and then started writing for ESPN, the magazine. Eventually, eventually in 2007, they came to me and said, Hey, you're doing all this stuff for various ESPN entities. We would love to, uh, I had this website at the time. We'd love to buy your website, move you to Connecticut. And, uh, make you the Mel Kuyper of fantasy football. And I was just like, great. And that was a, that was a, they signed me to a two-year contract. I moved cross country. Let's see what happens. I ended up uh, spending 15 years there at ESPN. 
And then, uh, you know, when my contract came up, I uh, ended up getting uh, just an unbelievable offer from NBC. And so, um, uh, you know, and no disrespect, loved, loved my time at ESPN. Yep. Still have a lot of great friends there. Still root for them. But um, the opportunity to be on Football Night in America was just too great to turn down. Yeah, for Amazing sure. story. Congratulations to both of you guys. No, I'm serious. Like, really, that's an awesome story, Matthew. And Mace, way to go, man. Thanks, man. Uh, so let's do a little this or that, Matthew, if you're okay with that. First that of all, what happens, Cappy, the ESPN piece of it obviously doesn't happen. Mace is how I got into ESPN, 100%. Yeah. There you go. That was great storytelling, too, man. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I just saw Isaac Pacheco is out for this week. He just had surgery. Uh, and a lot of people, I think, people play Pacheco, right? They got to they gotta find somebody to step sure. in. Yeah, so Clyde Edwards-Elair got the majority of the work last uh, last week. Jarek McKinnon, who's the third down back, he had the better fantasy day because he got the touchdown. But if you look closely, that touchdown was on the two-minute drive at the end of the first half, and he was just on the field at the time. It'll be a bit of a time split. The CEH you know, gets more work and I think actually has a better shot at a touchdown, even though McKinnon scored the one last week because he's more of the passing down back. But the two of them will basically split touches uh, – Split touches this week on the road at New England. It's not a great matchup. Patriots are actually the best run defense in the NFL over the last month. So, uh, But to the extent that you need somebody from Kansas City, it's going to be Clyde Edwards-Elair and Jarek McKinnon. Uh, Carl Angelo wants to know, Brock Purdy or Kyler Murray? Brock Purdy. Uh, 20, 213 Mesmore wants to know, Stephon Diggs, Puka, or Rasheed Rice? Stephon Diggs, Puka Nakua, or Rasheed Rice? Yep. I'm benching Rasheed Rice. I get it. Stephon Diggs has been bad three of the last four weeks. Single-digit fantasy points uh, in every game over the last month except for one. But he's still getting double-digit targets. This is a must-win game for the Bills at home against Dallas. And the Cowboys have struggled defensively somewhat as well. They're a bottom-12 pass defense very quietly over the last month. So I'm going with Stephon Diggs there and, and Puka. Like, listen, you had me at Commanders. Like, yeah. you know, like and That's your honestly, team, isn't it? Isn't that the team you root for? The Commanders are my team, and we're brutal. I'm yeah. just telling you, as somebody who's watched every snap of the Commanders, we're awful. And so Stafford and the offense is playing at such a high level. Uh, they should do very, very well. I'll just tell you a stat I've been giving out all, all week long, which is the last four quarterbacks to face the Commanders have all scored at least 19 fantasy points. Um, every quarterback that's faced the Commanders, nine of the last ten quarterbacks to face the Commanders have thrown at least two touchdown passes. So I think Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua both have big games against Washington. Uh, let me get a call in here. Giovanni in Highland Park. Giovanni, good afternoon. Say hi to Matthew Berry. Good afternoon. Mr. Roto, Gary Wilson, or Antonio Gibson, Standard League. Thank you. I'm still going with Garrett Wilson. I get the question. And certainly I do think Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, has been ruled out for the commanders. So in a game in which the Washington commanders are basically a touchdown underdog on the road at L.A., they should be a negative game script and throwing a decent amount to Antonio Gibson. Having said that, Garrett Wilson is just, again, getting double-digit targets. They're almost 10-point underdogs to the Dolphins. The Jets are on the road. And so Zach Wilson has leveled his play up to competent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. he's, uh, you know he, and, and there's just such a massive target share with Garrett Wilson as well. I just In situations like this, I always just go with the talent. And I'm, Garrett Wilson is just too talented to bench in, this, in that spot. Uh, Carlo B. wants to know, Sam Laporta or Travis Kelsey? Is that a real question? That's a real question. Mm. Uh, I'm still going with Kelsey, but, like, I have them two spots apart. Laporta's a top-five play this week, for sure. But I'm just – I can't bench – I get it, with, but I'm still going with Kelsey. 
All right, I got producer Emily in here with a question. Okay. Oh, hang on. <laughs> producer Emily's here with a question. Combo plate. I have, um, this is my first year playing fantasy football. I'm in the playoffs. I'm super excited. So my question is, Jordan Addison or OBJ? Mm. It's a good question. I'm going to go with Odell Beckham Jr., who, you know, I think if you just watch the tape, looks like Odell Beckham Jr. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. Like, he's got his, he's got his step back, like his, his kind of a spring of the step. He's got that twitch back. And this is a good matchup against Jacksonville. They're a bottom three pass defense over the last four weeks as well, and they're banged up in the secondary. So um, I think Odell Beckham Jr., we know he loves the national stage. This is a Sunday night game on NBC and Peacock. I'm a company man, and so uh, I'm going to go with uh, OBJ uh, in that particular case. Hey, uh, can I jump in here, Mace? Yeah, go. So, Matthew, this is Cappy, and I don't know. I got to admit, man, I don't play fantasy football, but I do play daily fantasy. Do you do that also? Sure. Sure, not nearly to the extent that I do uh, season-long fantasy football, but uh, no, love. I love daily fantasy. Like I work for DraftKings, I have a deal with them. I'm a big DraftKings guy, so yeah. What do you got? The reason, the reason I ask is because you mentioned Dallas's defense, and you mentioned yeah. what their past defense has been the last few weeks. And I'm looking at Josh Allen, and my number this week is, on Prize Picks is two fifty-nine and a half yards passing. So if he, if Dallas's defense, especially past defense, is down a little bit. I may want to go more on Josh Allen. What do you say there? Yeah, you know what? I don't mind. I don't mind uh, going over there, especially because listen, they've been run heavy. Uh, the Bills have recently, but Dallas is seventh against the run uh, in, in the last month as well. So uh, that's a game with an over under of fifty and a half. The expectation here is that there's going to be a lot of scoring, so I'd probably take the over on two fifty nine. Okay, I got one one question for me, Matthew: uh, Rasheed yeah. Rice or Michael Pittman Jr. Michael Pittman Jr., not close. Okay. He's been phenomenal. Yeah. Pittman's been great. And I get it. It's Pittsburgh. They're a tough defense, but just massive volume for, you know, one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. I don't think he ever gets the credit of being an elite wide receiver the way he is. Uh, George Shinano just texted in. Oh. Uh, he, George Shinano. George wants to know uh, – hang on, where'd he go? Did, did you get that text? You got that text, too. Uh, I did. Here it is. Well, yeah, uh, there it is. Rams defense or Cincinnati's defense – and George says, tell Matthew Berry I miss the puppets. Bring them to NBC. <laughs> tell, uh, tell him thank you very much. Uh, he's very sweet. I, by the way, I miss the puppets as well. Uh, I, really, I really do. Um, uh, we had a lot of fun there. Um, so, anyway, I think I'm going with the Rams defense. I think no team in the NFL gives up more sacks than the Washington Commanders. They're at home. Um, and uh, so Washington off the bye. They don't have Brian Robinson, who's one of their better playmakers. I get the question about Cincinnati because they're facing Nick Mullins, uh, and we haven't seen Mullins as well, but the Bengals have been bad. They're a bottom 10 scoring defense. They're, they're a bottom three pass defense over the last month. Uh, Mullins gets Justin Jefferson back. I'm, I'm nervous about uh, that game. It's a, it's a lower under, uh, but in terms of defensive fantasy scoring, I do think the Rams will be the better play. Okay, Matthew Barry is available uh, on Peacock, uh, especially the Sunday morning uh, pregame show. The the spectacular is awesome. And, of course, the Fantasy Life newsletter, you should sign up for that. It's one of the first things I look at every single morning in my email box. Uh, what else are we talking about? Uh, the, uh, the podcast? Fantasy Football Happy Hour is available wherever you get podcasts, and it's also on, the, on Peacock and the NFL and NBC YouTube channel. And then, yeah, you mentioned Fantasy Football Pregame, which is our Sunday morning show, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, all the way up until kickoff. We're on Peacock and the NFL on NBC YouTube channel. So no matter where you are, you can watch it. 
Use the hashtag FFPregame or just comment on the YouTube show. We answer more questions than any other show. We'll get you ready for, uh, for week 15. And uh, listen, if you're listening to this segment or you're watching or you're reading my column or you're, you're doing anything like that, congratulations. Because it means you're playing for something like, like producer Emily. You're yeah. playing for something Ooh. in week 15, and that's, that's something to be said. That's, uh, that's worth a congratulations to uh, make the playoffs because it was a brutal year. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Hey, Matthew, awesome talking to you. I hope we talk to you next week. Uh, in the event we don't, uh, happy holidays to you and your, your family. Uh, we love having you on, as always. Thank you very much. Thanks, brother. Cappy, nice to talk to you. Thanks, Hey, guys. Matthew, yeah, congrats again, man. Way to go. This is uh, Matthew. Very talented, Mr. Roto. Good for him, dude. Way to go, Mace. And he built a gigantic career. Yeah. You know, I, I would love to ask him. Maybe he didn't want to talk about it on air, but he said he sold his site yeah, to ESPN. Oh, you're always looking. You're sniffing out stuff like that all well, the time. Yeah, I, he sold the, the entire operation to ESPN. Yeah, and I wonder, I wonder a couple of things. One, because remember, he sold it and then signed a two-year deal. I'm right. wondering, you know, did he do well with it, number one? And number two, all these years later, 15 years later, he leaves and goes to NBC. You know, I mean... He's done with that whole business. Correct. Now yeah. he's NBC Sports now. No, I know, but he doesn't have that site anymore because that's all ESPN property. Correct. Can he go out and do something similar? Or I does... think he, I think he has. If you go to NBCSports.com, there's all kinds of Matthew Berry stuff on there. Okay. Well, I guess Podcasts I got to start checking him out. Links to shows and fantasy, all that stuff. Way to go, Matthew. Yeah. Way to way go, way to go, Mace. All right. So uh, this, by the way, this show has been nothing. All we're doing is like traffic cops. <laughs> we're just going from thing to thing. Right. Lot thing. Lots of things. It's been a lot. And do we have one? We're, we got Game of Games, but do we have another thing? So we're going to do what you need to know yep. really quickly at the beginning of the next segment, and then we'll do Game of Games. Okay, okay. good. And it it. Is, uh, it's going to be a good what you need to know. It is producer Brian's game. We got that coming up, plus what you need to know. Uh, combo plate, Mason, Cappy, Emily, producer Brian, 710 ESPN. Let me tell uh, – it's going along so well, and then I dropped the ball on that. So uh, this weekend you're going to be out driving around, maybe your Christmas parties or Christmas shopping or whatever that is, and say you get into an accident. One of the first calls you get is from the other person's insurance company. This is trickery and deceit. They want to give you money. Don't fall for the trick. They're offering you money to replace or repair your vehicle, but will that cover your medical bills? Will that cover your lost wages for time missing work? Safe to say the answer is no. You shouldn't have to pay any money out of your pocket to fix your car or go see the doctor. And if you're missing work, which in turn is making your paycheck less than normal, you need Jacob. Don't do this to yourself. Jacob is going to deal with the insurance company on your behalf. Help with the rental car. Schedule your doctor's appointments with nothing coming out of pocket. That's right. You don't pay a dime out of pocket while Jacob helps take care of you and gets you the settlement that you deserve. Remember, a lot of attorneys say they'll fight for you. Call Jacob. He'll win for you. 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. 844-24-JACOB. Or remember. Accident or injury. Call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Call Jacob.com and don't forget to follow Jacob on Instagram and Facebook at call.jacob. Mason, Ireland, 710 ESPN. All right, so we got what you need to know. M, what's going on? 
All right. So what you need to know is that the 49ers have a chance to do something almost unprecedented this season, okay? Yep. I know we hate the 49ers here, but uh, this is a funny thing to talk about. Okay, okay, good. So there's this thing called the bird gauntlet, okay? There are one, two, three, four. <laughs> there are five bird teams in the NFL, okay? Yep. The 49ers will play four of them, and then two of those bird teams they'll play twice. So they play the Seahawks and the Cardinals twice. Right. And they have also played the Eagles and the Ravens. All right. Okay. Uh, they are yet to play the Ravens, actually. So, so far this year, they have beaten every bird team that they have oh, gone against. They've they run have the beaten, bird gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> they have beaten the Cardinals once, the Seahawks twice, and the Eagles already. So they have Cardinals next week, or sorry, this week, and they have the Ravens the week afterwards. And so they have no one has ever beaten all the birds in one season. Wow. That's great. So they still can't do it because they didn't play the Falcons, which is unfortunate. But they could sweep the birds for the first time. So that's what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. By the way, you know what I say. Yeah. Go birds. Hey, go birds. I'm on the bird side. Hey, Beto yeah. Duran has stopped in. We're doing some combo play. How you doing, Beto? Woo, 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 woo. going to do a little uh, game of games here? <laughs> sure. What up, Cappy? Yo, what's going on, Beto? Where Not- you at? Uh, I just came in from Fancy Springs, had a fight there last night. Yeah, how'd it go? Uh, I was fantastic. You, you were, were great. Good. I'm sure. Fighters yeah. were good? Uh, no, the fights were good. I had two knockouts. I nailed them. You know, nice. Last one of the year. I like to praise myself. Nobody else does. No. Yeah. I, believe me, I always say affirmation is like oxygen. And, Come and on. Brian, don't worry about your chargers. You're going to be all right. It will be all right. When they get hardball, just to upset Cappy. Yeah. yeah. Bad idea. All right. Now, Brian, it's your game today. We have three players, me, M, and Beto. What is the game? I'm not playing. Oh, I'm sorry, Cappy. I totally <laughs> forgot. You're number one, Cappy. Out of, out of sight, out of mind. Cappy number uno. Is there too. Four people. Okay. Uh, we got a little athletes who wore number 15 game. Oh, Mason is out. I am terrible with this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Why so, 15? Because uh, today's uh, December 15th. So, oh, you okay. know, I saw okay. that and I was like, oh, let's do, let's do 15. Got it. Good question, Beto. Is it multiple choice? I didn't know uh, multiple Cappy. choice. Yeah, I'm like you, Cappy. I don't know where I'm at. Right. I know choice. one. All right, here, here we go. Here's the first one. Austin Reeves currently wears number 15 for the Lakers. In Reeves' senior season in high school, he averaged 33 points and scored 57 points in the state title game. What was Reeves' most points scored in his high school game? His like top, high school career. Yes, or the top, the most points he scored in the game. Okay, 57. Hey, yeah. 61 or 73. Uh, Mason says 61. 61. 61. Yeah. 61. Uh, M. 73. 73. Cappy. I'm also going 73. 73. And Beto. It's 61. It's 61. He says it is 73. Confidence. Oh! It is 73. <laughs> yeah. I, I do love the fact that Beto came in with a lot of confidence and was wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so M and Cappy both get the point. All right, number two. Vince Carter wore 15 for most of his 22-year career. Where does Vince Carter currently sit on the NBA all-time scoring list? Damn. Ooh, I think 20th, I saw this stat recently. 22nd or 24th? So go- it's the 20th, 22nd, or 24th. M, you're first. I'm going to go with 22nd. 22nd. Cappy. I'm also going to go 22nd. Beto. 20. 20. I'm going to go 22nd. This is Beto with 20. Told Beto! you! Yeah! On it! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Beto's on the board. <laughs> Carmelo right. Anthony also wore 15 for most of his career. Where does Melo sit currently on the NBA all-time scoring list as well? Oh. Six, eight, or nine? Cappy. Eight. Uh, Beto. Nine. Uh, Mason says eight. Ca- uh, Emily. Eight. Eight. This is Beto again. It's nine. Yeah! Beto takes Let's a lead. Go. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Beto, Beto two, Cappy one, Emily one, and me yet to score. Come on, Beto. All right, here we go, number four. 
Patrick Mahomes currently rocks 15 for the Chiefs. How many career TD passes does Mahomes currently have today? Oh. 202, 215, or 232? Beto. 215. Uh, I'm going to say 232. Emily. 215. 215. Cappy. What was the other number, Brian? Uh, 202, 215, 232. 202. Okay, 202, says he. Is 215. Yeah, 215. I am. Let's, Let's go. Beto is dominating Let's go, this game. Virginia. Emily's a point back. <laughs> All right, we got number five. Got four more. Okay. Sean Green wore number 15 with the time with the Dodgers. How many home runs did Green have with his five seasons on the Dodgers? Oh. 162, 155, or 142? Okay, Beto, you're up. Again? I'll, yeah, I'll you're guess, leading, I'll guess so good. 142. First. 142. Uh, let's see. I am Emily. You're next. One fifty-five. One fifty-five. You're wrong. Uh, Cappy. <laughs> what was the third version? The third was, answer. Uh, one forty-two was the third. No, no, no. One forty-two, one fifty-five. What was the other 162. one? One sixty-two. I'll go one sixty-two. What the hell? And I am going to go one fifty-five. Oh, this one's cap. It was 162. Oh, I thought you were trying to Boy, throw us he off. he had some big years, didn't he? Yeah, he had Sean the four Green. homers yeah. in the game. That's right. He had 40 Milwaukee. twice. 40 twice, yeah. yeah. Wow. And he's celebrating Hanukkah right now. It's Beto oh, three, well, Emily two, Cappy two, and uh, I think I'm out of this yeah. game. I'll just be the scorekeeper. For yeah! Me. I got three more. Okay. okay. Metal World Peace War number 15 three different times in his career. Whoa, I know. What was the most points Meta averaged in a single season? 20.5. 24.6 or 19.4? Beto, you are leading. 20.5. 20.5. Uh, Emily, you're second. Uh, 24. 24. And Cappy? I'm also going to go 24.6. It is 24. Mm. Oh! Hey. So hey. Cappy and Beto and hey. Emily are in Lock a three-way tie. Ooh. Yeah. Once. Yeah. All right, got two more. Two, two more. more okay. God, I need to win this game. You do. Right, I'll stand back, Cappy, if you want. Tim Tebow had a brief career in the NFL, but he wore number 15. Tebow played 35 career games. How many fourth quarter comebacks is he credited for? Mm. Oh, Ten, Tebow time. Six or three? Ten, six, or three, Emily? Six? Six, Cappy. Three. Three, Beto. Six. Six. It is six. Yeah! Number. All right. Come so, on, Cappy. You saw that happen down there on. in San Diego. Emily and Beto with four, Cappy with three, and one question left. What? So, Cappy, you'll have to go a different way. Damn. <laughs> All right. Try to make here. my move. Nikolai Jokic is na- nicknamed the Joker. According to Basketball Reference, which one of these is not another one of his nicknames? Oh, what? The Big Stallion, the Big Honey, the Cookie Monster. Okay, so these which one is not? Which one is not? <laughs> these are all the other two are listed under his basketball reference page. Okay. Okay, Emily. Big honey. Big honey. Uh, Cappy. Oh no, yeah. I'm sorry, Cappy. You go last. Beto. The stallion. Stallion. And so I was Cappy? also I was gonna go big honey too, but all that's left is the cookie monster. So I got to go there. Cookie monster. It is the big stallion. Yeah. The big stallion, oh, which gives Beto, Beto the win. <laughs> Nice work, Beto. Oh, good guessing. Good yeah. job. Swag <laughs> system Darn it, is Beto. what he would say. What's up, Cappy? You screwed, screwed me up, man. Why? Because if you didn't come in and play, then I would have won. No. Uh, no Emily would have smoked all Emily would have won. I would have made different choices along the way. No. Oh, see, look at you getting mad. I'm not Morales. Don't get mad at me. Make your own choices. Yeah, you yeah, and I are on the choices. same team. Life is multiple choice. Or guess so. better. Hey, speaking of multiple choice, Beto, yeah. did you happen to see me and Mason this week? 
just take over oh. the ice at LA Live? Burned it up. Uh, yeah, which we all knew you were sandbagging. I did not know oh, you come were sandbagging. I had no Cappy idea. Cappy is a, like, I listened to the podcast this morning when I was running yeah. and, from yesterday, and you guys, the crosstalk, and you guys all doubted Cappy. Remember, he's an Iron Man. Right. He is a world class athlete. Tell him right. about Dude him. knows how to stay coordinated. But you know that when he first got on the ice, he was acting all shaky. He's and- also a thespian. Right. You know, and- he knows how to. <laughs> he fools us all every single day. And then all of a sudden, he's uh, <laughs> he Brian Boitano flying across Brian the ice. Brian Boitano. That was, that was a good pull right there. Yeah, I don't know how it happened. He, he boat raced. He boat raced. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because Cap, you got to also remember this. Cappy has kids. So he's yeah. taking the kids ice skating over the years. Yeah, he knows right. what he's doing. Yeah. Cappy's an athlete, man. Do yeah. not let him fool you. Yeah, yeah it's true, Mace. Cappy, you you were spectacular. It was a I great, I, I thought it was a great bit. I, I'm glad nobody actually was injured. I thought Morales was the one Did who was going to go down. Did he fall or not? Did not fall. Nobody fell. Nope. He must have stayed on the boards. He, he did. Hung okay. onto that yeah. wall. Right. <laughs> but Mace, I'm telling you, man. Wall. Hey, Beto, you would know the answer. Now, I want to skate during an L.A. Kings game, and I want to be one of those people that gets onto the ice with the yeah. shovel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if I'm, I'm not nearly as good a skater as those people, but I felt super confident. I'm like, you know what? I think I could fit in. Nobody will even know it's me. I want to use, like, a GoPro, and I want to go onto the ice during an NHL game and skate. Scrape the ice. It could happen. I think it's something to look forward to. Hey, real quick, i got to wrap up this show. Beto, thanks for stopping in. Appreciate it. Bye, Beto. Love Uh, you. Em, thank you for stepping in and producing. It's fun working with you. Producer Brian, awesome as always. Sorry about your chargers, Brian. And, of course, uh, Cappy, always fun working with you, man. Yeah, great Friday. Have a good weekend, everybody. Everybody have a great weekend. Coming up next for you is Lakers basketball. It is the Lakers versus Wemby and the San Antonio Spurs right here on the home of the Lakers, 710 ESPN.